I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. GSW. That's what the hospitals call it. Gunshot wound. Doctor has to report it to the police. That makes it hard for guys in my line to get what I'd call... Quality health care. <clears throat> Not many men know what their life's worth. I do. Seventy grand. Starting to look like roast beef. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. And welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. And this is episode 637. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. I pulled his nose ring out once because he grabbed his own crotch Dunaway. Wow, that hurts. Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we return from the mostly dead and go looking for some these little piggies are starting to look like roast beef style payback after Amazon Prime shoots us in the back with a pay us more money or watch these ads when we try to pleasure our max madness in this neo-crime thr- crime thriller from 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because you saw us frolicking with our side piece? Sexy Netflix. Hubba, hubba. I need a cigarette, apparently. Anywho, as I often do while watching violent torture scenes in movies, I try to imagine how I might would fare. Like, how many toes could I have smashed with a hammer before I would spill all the beans? What would I give up after one toe smash? Hmm. I'm assuming we are starting with pinkies. So after one pinky toe, I would tell them all about Randy's beard oil, the brand, where to get it, how much he pays, everything. <laughs> Two toes in, I'm singing you the story of where Ibit keeps the good liquor. It's behind the <laughs> Spider-Man shit in a teeny fridge made for one. And if I'm still able to walk through the crying and puking after three toes, I'm telling them all about Scott's two bad habits. And how right now I'm only interested in one of them. Randy, <laughs> I should have driven you somewhere else. Somewhere else, man. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> only interested in one of Lucy Lou's talents. Um, <laughs> well, she's got two habits. She's got two habits. What's the other one? Yeah, I don't even want to know. 
Uh, well done. Also with us, Randy, he likes having one of his Charlie's Angels come to his apartment and kick the shit out of him all night, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. <clears throat> Thank you for barging in here and beating up a couple of my best guys. I have to hand it to you. You're even more impressive than your reputation. You're only like five foot nine, and I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to be so clean shaved when it's clear that you haven't seen the inside of a bathroom for several days, but hey, I'm just a rich man sitting at an obnoxiously huge desk by which you'd never know it that really all i do is run a mob hotel my 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 boss isn't even the head of our organization all he does is do travel arranging for his boss and that's the guy you've got to talk to if you can work around his 14 hour per day rowing machine habit my my boss has an assistant who does nothing but arrange for replacement rowing machines Seriously. Anyway, let's get you headed on up toward being captured and tortured, shall we? And you're going to make it through the capture and torture, as long as you don't kill me before you hear my three rules. Mm. Number one, on the way in, remember to check and make sure the car they're going to throw you into, the, you know, the trunk of, make sure that car has a rotary car phone in it. Mm. If you have to, stop the torturers and ask them in advance about the <laughs> rotary car phone. Number two. <laughs> Make sure that before you get captured, you completely empty your bowels, like in a toilet. This is actually good advice for any strenuous activity you might be about to undertake. Number three, <laughs> when they're bludgeoning your toes, you can't just tell them the address of the wrong place immediately. You have to let them completely destroy some of your body parts first and then tell them the address or... Uh, Maybe you really like pain and you should just hook up with that Chinese lady. She might she might just look at your foot and climax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lucy Lou. I mean, yeah. she's done some things, but this one, geez Louise. Uh also, uh, that was great. Now let's turn our attention to Brian. There's uh sorry, there are sur- surely worse things in life than being kidnapped by Maria Bello Ibbett. Oh, no kidding. I can think of everything. Mm. Um, all right, let's uh, get to this. I had so much fun doing uh, Yacht Rock last week. I decided to do it again. Woo! From your kitchen table surgery, take a few months to recover. So you do a little burglary Just to fund you as you discover That your wife is hooked on smack now Which makes her a little hostile And the nose ring wearing jackass So you pull it through his nostril You need pay back for 70k that doesn't seem like much you want pay back for 70k seriously 70k that's that's like what the uh, loser gets on survivor <laughs> next you kill a buck tooth raisin and you climb the outfit's ladder one by one with guns a-blazing each boss gets older and sadder The big boss is quite a stinger When he grabs you off the street He's the Bobby McGee 
singer. He makes roast beef of your feet. It's all pay back for 70k. You just seem out of touch to get your face cracked for 70k. <laughs> Wow. You can actually, you can actually hear the the the, the like the note I can get, and then the <laughs> very next note up that I can't. Like yeah. there's that division line yeah. right there. I am. Yeah, felt like you could. Uh, I don't know. It felt like a real strain on one, a couple of those. I was impressed. <laughs> it, was a, it was a strain on a couple. Man, yes. uh, that was the first time though that I did the whole thing in one take and didn't have to edit oh, additional right. additional mm-hmm. vocals and and stuff like. Oh, that. that's good. I, I'm I'm sorry, but a buck tooth raisin. It's just, it's just amazing <laughs> lyric and it's an amazing line. So like, this is a movie that, this is a movie that dominated my movie quoting for about 10 years. My, huh. my, my brother and I saw it together in, when it was in theaters. And then mm-hmm. for the next decade, like we quoted this movie so damn, we would go into a restaurant really? and it said, you know, sushi special, $14. And we say, $14. I got soups. It costs more than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Every, no, you're not wrong. That whole that's mean, man. That's just mean. That's, 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 oh, I do like man. that. That okay. line's great. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. for some reason I've had a very similar experience with my buddy Drew. Andrew and I hmm. saw this in theaters and then a million times on VHS and DVD. And we quoted it constantly. I don't know why that was though. Why what is it about payback where Randy and my life were sort of altered yeah, by it? It was exactly. so well because I didn't give I didn't give a whole lot of thought to this movie after we watched it. Tina and I were uh, visiting my folks out in uh, Houston or Connecticut. This was, my dad was moving around for work, and we got to town too early. Like we, you know, we knew that we were going to get to town early, and we're like, "Oh, we'll just keep busy. We'll find something to do for a few hours while you're wrapping up your work day." And we're like, "Yeah, let's go see a movie." Uh, payback? Sure, why not? And and I basically remember the first 10 minutes of the film. I remember the, the getting the bullets pulled out of his back. And that's kind of all I remembered until watching oh, yeah? it this yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And you'd seen and it done, done away. Done what away? You? Yeah. What's your, your history with it? I, not, well, I, I, I think I saw it much later after you guys did. Mm. I've, I've seen it before, but I didn't see it until I was, it, let's, let's put it this way. As a young person, mm. the Uber violence and the quick one liners would have made me, you know, throw my hand over my mouth and go, oh, yeah. But, you yeah. know, once I had kids and settled down a little bit and watched it later, I just appreciated the mostly the uh, the shots of how it was shot. I was like, oh, wow, this is a really well shot mm-hmm. film. Yeah. And I really like what's going on here. But the the uber violence and the quotableness of it really missed me. I well, think, I think <clears throat> I only just picked up on the cinematography this one viewing. Like, I've seen right. this movie 15 times. This is the first time I really sat back and noticed how they're using the whole frame in almost every shot. Mm-hmm, right. Like it, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, this movie punches way above its weight class. I agree. Really uh, my memory of it was that they spent a lot more time in those hotel rooms shooting uh, uh, Val in the face between, uh, or, you know, with a gun with a pillow for a silencer. Like all the, all of those scenes seem like they were a lot longer in my memory. There's way more outdoor stuff. There's way more city stuff. There's way more Lincoln Continentals than I've ever seen in my freaking yes. life. Yes, yes, so much. That was right. they must have had yeah. a deal there. But um, so what we usually do on the show uh, lately, anyway, is we have one of our patrons do the read. We had somebody, but he just happened to be away for work. He was traveling and couldn't do it. Oh. So I oh. have a fallback, and the fallback is Fake Fletcher. And I have to say, 
Fake Fletcher delivered today. So, here, right. enjoy. Payback! <laughs> After a successful heist, Porter is left for dead. Once he recovers, he seeks vengeance and wants his share of the money. Seventy grand, dude! Seventy grand! That's a lot! That's not that much. I mean, maybe an... Oh, yeah, yeah. Brian, switch I mean, mics. It, it, you can hear Mike's, uh, Brian's mic switch. You there? Ibit? Right, right. Did you hear that, Ibit mic switch? Did you hear it? Ibit? Ibit, hello? Yeah, yeah, Ibit. Are you not hearing it? Oh, now we hear you good. Now we hear you good. Okay. Good, you good. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. a second, you were on some kind of weird mic. No, um, I know. I have to do the... I have to change loop back, loop back, and do it again. And then I have to change, uh, <laughs> then I have to change <laughs> Discord to use the new, the right microphone. Keep that in the, the chamber in case we ever have to do a Discord movie. <laughs> You know, okay, we'll do it's it. It's not bad. I, uh, yeah, can I can I correct you, Scott? Correct me. This movie has about five different Lincoln Town cars. Mm. Uh, the Continental was the the name that that line had before uh, these movies. Oh, these, they're these town cars, cars. In this movie. So, like, okay. if if it had been like an eighty one or something, it would have been a Continental. But there's like a bunch of late eighties and early nineties, uh, Lincoln town cars. That's the, yeah. Right. And mob mobs love this shit. Mobsters, uh, freaking dirty cops love these cars. Uh, well, every car in the movie is supposed to look like the kind of car that a rich person would want to ride around town in, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So like there's a town, a town car, a yes. town car, <laughs> but like, there's like, there's like crown Victoria's and there's a, uh, like a couple of Cadillacs. They're like Cadillac Fleetwoods, you know? Like the, it makes it look like the city is populated entirely by cabbies and rich people. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep forgetting that there is a internet movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, internet the movie car database, car database and yeah, uh, here's the place. listing: the uh, Cadillac uh, Bruham, the Cadillac Fleetwood stretched limousine, the uh, Chevy Caprice. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's but- a, Taxi, the, the Browham, I think it's Browham. Browham, uh, okay. That's yep. the one where he gets thrown in the trunk and he breaks through the back seat. Uh, I, and then cuts some sweet leather seats. You're gonna you're gonna have to get, get some repair on that, man. That's gonna cost you some cash there. Is yes. what that'll do. How about the cigarette? Like the, the the one getting blown up with a cigarette. That's a town car, right? Yeah, there it is. Yes. Yeah, you can even yeah. see it getting blown up. By the oh yeah, they, they used a picture. Oh, they have multiple pictures of him lighting it. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> the, the car of the movie for me is at right at the beginning when we have we're in a flashback and we get to see Porter and Resnick take down mm-hmm. some triads there and they go. do it in a '69 Roadrunner, man, yeah. a freaking fat piece of iron, mm, and they yeah. have the sound of the car in the movie, mm, which yeah. is just, oh, guys. And then they this, hop out and get into another old sports car as well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of this. Fun. This movie just never lets up. Like yeah. all of these details, like I could just, I could, I feel like I could talk about the movie for longer than the runtime of the movie. Well, we've done That's this. Good. So we're yeah. now many years, I think, into talking about, well, oh, can't wait for payback. Payback's coming. We're going to watch payback. Can't mm-hmm. wait for it. And Randy's always, oh, I love that movie. And I'm always like, yeah, man, that movie's great. I still really enjoyed this viewing like a whole lot with one exception. The music's bad. The music's bad mm-hmm. in this movie. I didn't like this like. All of, oh, it, it, the only nice. thing that would have made it a little bit worse was some saxophone. They stopped short of that. I have examples later when we do clips, but okay. it's it's not that's, that's great. That's a very interesting take because like it's supposed to be a bunch of timeless like standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't find it interesting either way. I found it just to be appropriate. That's all I found. I mean, it's okay, but I just <clears throat> if I were gonna do it today, I'd use something else. Like it just sounded like. It is a maybe that maybe that late 80s uh what we think is cool for a mob movie music is just not holding up or something. Well I yeah, well, yeah. 
it, 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 it popped into a couple of discordant parts. Sorry, maybe I didn't hear you talk. No, no, go ahead. You first, you first. Oh, I was going to say, oh, no, no, if you, um, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I found, I made a note that the, the beginning music is pretty good because it's kind of discordant. <clears throat> yeah. I like that. Of, that uh, was cool. It, it hooks you, but then about, about halfway through it starts sounding like TV music. Yes. It, here, it you know what? Plums. That's the perfect yeah. way of putting it. I'll go ahead and play some. Why not here? I'll play it now. Uh, here's the, let's see where the first clip is this one right here. <laughs> I mean, that's like moonlighting shit coming yeah. up on Simon and Simon. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then here's a, here's another example of it. I mean, this is TV music or like yeah. an Eddie Murphy movie that wasn't as or good. 80s, as Beverly Hills Cop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's fine. Yeah, that might have yeah. been. So there were changes where we, we, you know, eventually we know we have to talk about the the director's cut. Um, but that was apparently straight one of up. the things that, that changes. Yeah. Payback straight up, which came out in 2007, um, and was basically Brian Helgeland's original version of the film. So Mel Gibson wanted a bunch of changes. The studio wanted changes. It didn't do well d- uh, during test screenings cause the dog dies. Maybe. Yeah. That would have maybe been Porter. <laughs> it would have been simple. Uh, maybe Porter dies at the end. You don't know for sure. Uh, there's also a very, um, uh, a very cringy, controversial scene where he and um, Deborah Unger beat the crap out of each other. And basically you find out then that she shot him in the back and left him for dead. And that's why, you know, he's, oh. he's, uh, okay. She's, she hits him and then he beats beats her up and i saw a clip of that and i'm like oh god yeah that is that is well, rough to watch she hurt her ribs also, or something or like, something there's so, some trivia about her ribs getting broken or cracked or something that's oh it. really okay yeah. i didn't hear about that yeah. she wasn't like mad she was like we just really got into it and i got i'm hurt. not mad about yeah. it you know we're not yeah, i'm okay getting beat up by mel gibson <laughs> go ahead randy sorry I cut you cut you off there so the i it just in every possible way the director's cut is worse than the theatrical I've version. I've heard this. So I have I have a really hard time with the whole thing like the the story is that we're getting about how the theatrical version came to be is always coming from Brian Helgeland, you know? So like mm-hmm. of course we're getting like oh well they they ruined this and they ruined that. Um I really I think the theatrical version is just about right. Like I can't I can't really find um, any faults with it. And, and it's Mel- it's when you watch the the director's cut that you realize it. Like the director's cut doesn't have the voiceover. Who right. the hell in their right mind would take away this incredible voiceover by Mel Gibson? Like it just it makes well, no well, sense. It falls it falls under the same kind of thing as um uh, it turns it into a different movie. If you look at it, and, and the Blade Runner is probably the best comparison with the voiceover mm-hmm. uh, removal. Also that noir. turns it very yeah. noir. But then the you watch the the clips of the straight up version, and it's it's not blue hued. It's it's you know full color. There's uh, little or no narration by Mel Gibson. Um, they're the scenes that I talk about. The ending is completely different. Instead of the um, the blowing up the bad guys in a phone using a phone and the uh, using the trap they set up. There's a shootout at a train station yep. that is a little that that's a little weak. It's a little like anticlimactic after everything else that he's gone through. But he does get well, the full hundred and thirty thousand dollars as right. To just and the no. and yeah. he and he gets shot. He gets shot like in the stomach. Like he yes. gets he yes. gets he takes a kill shot. And yeah. there's absolutely no question about 
that he is dying at the end of the movie. Mm. Well, and he says at the very end, they drive off and he says, don't worry, I know a guy. And so, you know, he's talking about the doctor that, oh, yeah. that fixed him in the beginning of the film, which I think is a very kind of funny little bookend wraparound. So that part of it. Tr- I like, is this, the, is but, this movie, uh, the narration part of it, I assume was added later when they wanted to do fixes, not the other way around. Cause that's how no, all yes. those are, right? No. No, yeah, no, 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 like Dark City the, does that, did that. Uh, Blade Runner did it. It was after the fact when they, when the studio said, "Oh, we don't know. This is not testing well. Let's add narrator." They didn't do that here. That was already part of it, and they took it out. No, the narration was added for the theatrical. Theatrical, which right. is what we got. Yeah. That okay, that's what I'm asking. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And so, and so, like the main thing that happens here when Helgelin takes 15 minutes out of the movie and and, yeah. and 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 you know, like changes a whole character. Like you completely lose the. You know the Chris Christopherson character. Um, mm-hmm. you, when when this happens, my so my brother and I are really excited about a director's cut of this movie because we love this movie, and we and we uh, we and you go and upgrade. We go and get with the, this was when um, whatever the platform was, the first platform that came along that played Blu-rays was. Okay. This was a, um, yeah. This was an early. This was an early Blu-ray. Oh seven. Cut. That's that would have been. Thing. Oh seven would have been your PS five. Or sorry, PS3. PS3, PS3 yeah, is what PS3. I meant to say. Yeah. So anyway, we go get the Blu-ray at freaking Blockbuster, and we sit down to watch it. And we're just sitting there for an hour. We're just like, all that's happening right now is this movie, this really funny movie is no longer funny. They've removed all the right. dark comedy. And we just want to watch the original. Like the whole time. Right. Man, can we, can we just go get the original and watch it? Because it, it was just never good, you know? Mm. Right. It's, uh, it's funny because that, that is about like what um, – when I did a little searching online, just kind of seeing what people thought of the director's cut versus the regular version, there's a big Reddit thread about which is the better version, straight up or the original or the theatrical. And it, it feels like it is right down the middle. Like there's okay. people who vehemently um, defend the theatrical version, and then there's other ones who say, "Oh God, no! The, the you know the director's cut is less silly. It's more gritty. It's more. It's darker, and it has more of a, a ambiguous ending. I think it's a far better film. And it's, but it is it is literally right down the middle. Um, yeah, with people I, I usually don't see that. that. You know, usually see I, like I oh, right. Yeah, usually yeah. it's one mm-hmm. way heavily weighted one way or the other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, was there much conversation like with people like going, oh, but the source material was much darker because it's kind no. of based on a so so none, none of that none conversation of that? Okay. is just like no, a because, mm. because this movie kind of come comes out of nowhere. There's not like some expectation for this. This right. the book wasn't a big deal, you know. Well, mm. Point Blank was a fairly big deal, which was based on the same book, you know, and if you were kind of in that Point vein, Blank came out in what yeah. the seventies or something? Sixties? When was Point yeah, Blank? Sixty seven. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Lee, yeah. Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin. Yeah. Love me some Lee yeah. Marvin. <laughs> By the way, I don't know why you, why you put James Colburn in this and not credit him. He's not in the credits. What the hell? Not really. That yeah. Has a, that has a big is, role. He had a big he part. Does. Yeah. He, he delivers a great line. A couple great lines. Yeah, I love suits. I love him. <laughs> I love him in everything yeah. actually. And I, you know, this would have been. Let's see. At least. Well, a few years after what Monsters Inc. when he was the bad guy in Monsters Inc., he was great in that. Mm-hmm. I liked his late career stuff. Um, died not too many years after this. But if you're going to put him in your movie, that's a yeah. guy you put his name in the credits for. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's James Coburn. Holy shit! Right. I mean, I'm so yeah. I, I. You know, he's not really my generation's action hero, but I know Still. I know what I'm looking at. That's mm-hmm. James Coburn. Yeah, I know what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, in addition to Point Blank and Payback. 
the Porter character is based on the Parker character from uh, The Hunter. I guess it's a series right. of novels. Um, has actually appeared in three films. Uh, 68's The Split with Jim Brown as Parker. Uh, 73's The Outfit with Robert Duvall mm. as Parker. And more outfit. recently, uh, Jason Statham as Parker in the movie Parker. Oh, really? <laughs> 2013. Yeah. No way! I always wonder yeah. what that whole Parker right. thing was about. I, I was like, is this just, should I know this? And then I never saw it. Yeah, I no yeah. didn't. Yeah. No, I, it I might be think... good here, actually. It might be good to see if we can watch it here. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind it. But uh, anytime you say to me, hey, Scott, guess who's in a movie? And I say, who? And they say, well, it's got William Devane. Uh, it's got that Val Resnick <laughs> yeah. actor who I, is a psycho. Uh, it's yeah. got Chris Christopherson and James Coburn's in it. I would say, well, then sign me up and let's go get in the car. Yeah, like that's yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg Henry, man, and in the we, trunk. Yeah, I just right out of the gate, Greg Henry is such a presence in this movie. Like, <laughs> like I can't imagine someone else in it. You know, no, he's in great. That role, he's great. In fact, he it annoys yeah. me because when I saw him in later stuff, <laughs> Kim is always watching Gilmore Girls over and over. She loves it. Oh yeah, everybody. Oh my gosh, and he's the he's the dad of huh. of her college of um, the daughter's college boyfriend for the last two three seasons, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he plays this uptight newspaper mogul. It's nothing yeah, like right. this hitman psycho thing that he plays in this. He plays it so well, though. Yeah. And so anytime so, I see him do other stuff, I just go, no, 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 no. That's not you. You're Val well, Resnick. That's not you, man. <laughs> You're Val Resnick. You like being beaten to death by uh, Lucy Liu. What, what, this isn't you. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, and yeah, and yeah. He's, a, he's a DC Marvel crossover guy, too, because he's... Uh, Peter Quill's grandfather. Peter Cole's grandfather oh, in the Guardians he? movies, oh, and then, uh, Brother Blood, voice-wise, in the Teen Titans uh, huh. Judas Contract uh, animated uh, right. film. I like him even and more. For, That's for great. my money, like the best little walk-on role ever is Greg Henry in one episode of Firefly, where mm-hmm. he's a, a local like town sheriff that act, you know captures our our leads mm-hmm. and can't pin their crime on them mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> and then sort of like follows them from a distance and captures them again in the dark. Yeah. It's he's he's just perfect for this kind of thing. Yeah, I like everybody. David yeah. Paymer's amazing, Bill Duke's amazing, John Glover who played Phil was just kind of a henchman, yeah. wasn't in this I, much, but he was in that uh, uh, Smallville. He was Smallville Lex Luthor dad. Remember that? Yeah, I think yeah. of him most as the uh, the Trump character in uh, the Gremlins sequel. Basically, oh, yeah. he's the guy who, nice. who oh, yeah. has the building that's gone awry, and everybody's dying in there. That's right. I would, man. I would watch a I would watch a TV series spinoff with Bill Duke and Jack Conley doing their Leary and Hicks. Dude, I know. So much fun. <laughs> Just watching them. And, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, Bill Duke and Jack Conley have no business being so good in this movie. It's such a bit, a pair of bit roles, right? It's not much right. of them, yeah. But the way this original cut of the movie frames every character, you really get a sense that the character belongs. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like even like the John Glover role, which is uh, William Devane's assistant, basically, yeah, yeah. Is, is like lieutenant. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that like you really see him, you hear him, you know, it, you know, like you're given who he is, and they cast all these people because I think they all look a little different, sound a little different. Yeah, yeah. the movie's very yeah. good at that, and I think that's what one of the things I always loved about it is I'm. I'm getting great archetypes and I'm understanding them entirely within very mm-hmm. short minutes. It's like, right. I get as, the bill. As soon as you see them, you know what their deal is. Exactly. Yeah. Even, even the radio guy who was just kind of guarding the front desk, that Kwame Okokomo <laughs> or Mokio. <laughs> oh, yes. 
when he comes into the uh, radio man, yeah, when 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 he comes into the room after getting whacked in the head, <laughs> that scene is just hilarious. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Because and he, I, I could watch acting, these guys. Yeah, he, he's ahead. acting his ass off, and the like the dark comedy of the movie is that he's been beaten off screen, right? Yeah, right, and yeah. he has right, to yeah. he has to show you that with his scowl, and yeah. he does, uh-huh. and they've captured it perfectly. No, I agree. That's the the strength of it, and so that's it. Sounds like a lot of that is lost in the extended edition. The, yeah, yeah no. you don't even get you don't get anything with the the son. Obviously, if you don't have Chris Christopherson, you don't have the well, I don't know. Did did you was the son in the the kidnapping? No. That whole thing. You can gone, pretend. Right? Yeah. You can pretend like he's the son of any nope. of the of the Sally Kellerman. Really. Yeah, and that's nope. that cut. is the yeah. And and I love Chris Christopherson. The he's in the original. It's Sally Kellerman over the phone, which is the tropiest trope ever. Is that the yeah. big wig you never see and you just hear them over yeah. the phone yeah. and yeah. controlling everything. When you so, say original, you mean the you mean the that, sorry the director's oh, cut. Director's well, the director's the original cut. cut of the, the original film, intent. Yeah. Right. right. And I like her a lot, but I got to mm-hmm. say, uh, and I'll say, I'll say it in a current context. We don't see enough Chris Christopherson. Now. I know he's really old now. Okay. He yeah. probably doesn't care and is chilling. He's probably chilling right. somewhere. I don't know what he's doing, but when he was doing blade and this and yeah. all these yeah. kind of like maybe we won't things, talk about millennium, maybe not millennium. I liked with the show. Millennium? Maybe we I liked, will. I liked millennium. You talking about the <laughs> TV no, you show? Did talk about it. The, you did not. The like TV it. show. That, me too. That TV me show rocked. I love that yeah. show. No, 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 not that TV show. The movie. The movie. The movie where it's the time travel and everybody has to smoke in the future because their lungs are so bad that. Uh, oh no, that movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> no. 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 I'm back on. It's back on Team Jim well, here. Remember, back on I Team Jim. Remember Jimmy. this? Oh, we did watch this. Wasn't we? We did watch it for films. Yeah. Sense. It's bad. It goes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. The TV show and, Millennium is awesome. People the movie is bad. People. The TV show is great. But yeah, the Millennium the movie is the is the greatest. <laughs> it's the most underrated piece of crap. I love ever. that you like, said. I love how right you were when you said no, you don't. And you were right. You don't don't. Love it. Yeah, you're, you're, right. you're not thinking you the right the thing. Show, and rightly so, you love the TV show. You don't love, you the, don't movie. love the movie. And you're absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> but didn't we, so didn't we see William Devane in something recent and we really liked we him did. in that too? What was yeah, that? Um, moment. Um, ah. We saw him in Hollow Man. Oh, that's right. Hollow he Man. elevated oh, that right. material. I thought he made that better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love. He's him. great in everything, and and uh, it's it's going to be my uh, every six months I get to bring up uh, the Rob Lowe TV show that William Devane was in that everybody oh, needs yeah, to watch yeah, and nobody's yeah. ever watched it, and I can never what? remember the name. It's the blank, the grinder, the, the grinder. grinder. Yep. Thank you. Yes, just happened to be in oh, front of me. Oh, is he so. like a Cheated. coffee guy in that one? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a barista. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's about a uh, uh, Rob Lowe plays an actor who's learning a role as a an attorney, and so he goes and hangs out with his brother, who's uh, Ben Sav. Or John Savage, and um, uh, and and has to work at the firm. Everybody loves him. Everybody kind of starting to hate John oh, Savage because of yeah. You need it's not Fred Savage. I'm sorry, it is Fred John Savage. Fred Savage, thank you. <laughs> that's, I was like, that's why it didn't that sound right. Big, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> who are the brothers? It's Ben Savage, and what was the other one? Yeah, and it's, as you said, they were in trouble for stuff. I went, recently. oh yeah, it's yeah. A, kid, a kid from uh, Princess Bride's in trouble now. Oh no. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Anyway, the grinder. Go watch it. I don't know if it's still streaming anywhere, but some of William Devane's best uh, stuff. Love him. Um, yeah. The by the way, I just because yeah. I got curious, and it wasn't the trivia, but I also just looked it up That's on my own. Stories always start. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's a pinball machine covered in dust 
in uh, at Stegman's, and I wanted to know what it was. <laughs> And it is not what I thought it was. I thought it was one that was closer to our generation of pinball machines, mm-hmm. but it's an older yeah. one. It's a 1966 uh, Williams uh, uh, pinball machine called Top Hand. Top oh. Hand. So for oh, any pinball the, wizards the out there. One. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It was just so dusty they, you couldn't they, tell. I played that in Vegas at the Pinball Hall of Fame. I I remember that one specifically. Yes. Is it fun still? Because you yeah, you kind because it's a instead of hitting like punching targets, you roll over cards yeah. to try and and make the best poker hand. And oh, they light up on the that's interesting. The backboard or the no, they light up on the table. Um, interesting. I love the weird mechanics of the older machines. Yes, that stuff's great. Yeah. Even the even just the real basic stuff of like the late fifties when it was just a ball and a couple of bumpers and mm-hmm. maybe two or three little targets, little rollover, yeah, oh, little man, little just dimples invent. that you basically roll what? over in the middle of the field. Last year, great. someone sold one for eight hundred bucks. I wonder what condition it was in. Oh, probably oh, wow. better than I don't know. I don't know what those better are worth. Most. What do you pay for? A yeah, kid? those things. It, I don't think old pinball machines like increase maybe maybe some do increase in value like depending on the rarity but i feel like you can get old pinball machines because they don't have all the bells and whistles and people have a hard time selling them compared to you know modern right more, there's a lot of maintenance and upkeep on pinballs man the pinball yeah and true. they're expensive yeah, aren't they if you buy a new one that's just fresh off the thing i think you're paying eight grand ten grand or something yeah. some crazy yeah. number uh, like that. i oh, mean I, as i've said before i track there's one particular pinball machine because it's, it's from my <laughs> from my childhood <laughs> and one day one day i will buy it and it is called black knight it is from 1980 oh yeah the and first game i ever played the first pinball machine i ever played that had two levels yeah the second and level. yeah and I regularly see them going for $3,000. Like it's nice. not as, they're not as expensive. Well, like here, here's are, what I, here's like, what I've got. I'm going off of this, uh, old pinball machines without flippers, 200 to 500 bucks. You can find those old machines that are not working condition. 300 to 600 depends on condition. Old pinball machines, working condition, 800 to 1500 depends on the condition and the title. Obviously if it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally new, new machines, average 7,000 to $10,000 again, depending on the title. So yeah. the new ones, was, if you want a new, new one, I mean like these new, like they made a Fast and the Furious machine. Those things are like ten grand and stupidly priced. I, I would never pay yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I really want a Guardians of the Galaxy pinball machine, but they're they are they're up in that high range of the eight thousand, nine thousand dollar range. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to pay that. Pinball is sport of the rich man. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, exactly. That's but too man, bad because you're such got... a retro fan. You'd love to get some pinball in your life there, don't you? Oh, dude, I mean, if I have one more large piece of retro equipment, I'm going to be murdered. <laughs> Murdered. I'm sure. I'm sure it has got to be like the the right. 1980s museum in your house. You yeah, could be the really victim. Is, you could be the victim like, in the new uh, in season five of new of True Detective. That, that could be the thing. Let's do it. It's always right. I could be, be murdered by CRT. Yeah. They, every other every other season they go to the south and do like a southern thing. Come on now. Yeah, that southern thing. Oh, okay. Bring yeah, it on. Okay. Let's get that on. I'm here. I'm here to be murdered. Please bring it on. <laughs> Um, anyway, this also has a note here about, uh, direct, we knew this already, but Brian Hedgeland, is it Hedgeland or Hegland? Hegland. Hegland. Or Helgeland. Oh, I'm sorry. Helgeland. Yes. Okay. Anyway, it says he was fired from two days, he was fired two days, uh, after he won his Academy Award for LA Confidential. Two days later, they fire him from this. That's crazy. Jeez, that is so crazy. He's that's because he comes in after he wins. He goes, "I'm an award winner. Yeah, I demand this. Look at me. 
I'm the He's captain. He's your narration. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about a very talented writer, maybe a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Like who's like his? Oh, he's another one where known for on IMDb is all completely wrong. I mean, it doesn't right. even include LA Confidential. It's like, come on, that's mm. weird. Uh, but um, you know, like he did the screenplay for uh, The Postman, another you know potential film sack movie if it wasn't so damn long. Yeah, and uh, this guy is just known for not getting along with producers. Mm, Like he just, he, you know, he was a writer. He was very successful. He goes to become a director and, uh, there's people around him who don't think he knows what he's doing. Mm, Absolutely. I I think he's, he's, He's got a vision, right? And he wants yeah. to stick with it. But people are so and fond so, of certain titles, like Knight's Tale he did after this. People love which, Knight's Tale, right? Which he wrote and directed and produced and like just did it all himself and proved that he can make a great movie because Knight's Tale is a great movie. Yeah, and 42 is a great movie. This first time we got to see, what's his name? Uh, Black mm-hmm. Panther do stuff. Legend's yeah, all right. Boseman. It's not great, yeah. but it's all right. He did a movie this year called The Finest Kind. I don't know what that is. But it's got your Ben what, Foster, what your Tobe. Oh, I know what this is. This is that thing on Paramount Plus that I tried to watch and I couldn't. It was unwatchable. I was so yeah, sad. Je- Jenna Ortega on a boat. Yeah, we, it really bummed me about, out. That bummed me out. We've talked right. We've talked about this in the past. Uh, some artists, once they get to a certain point, they need somebody to reel them in because it's like, okay, you've lost touch with you know the audience, and we've got real money riding on this, and so you have mm-hmm. to kind of. Real a man, and that, that's that's fine. That's mm. fine. Now the legend you mentioned, I don't know if it's the one you're thinking of because it's not the obviously not the Ridley Scott thing. It's the one about the Cray brothers, the yeah, um, the two Tom Hardys. The, yeah, no. is it Tom Hardy? Okay, so it's, there's a different one out there that is uh, a dude from Spando Ballet. So I was thinking that was the one, but it's oh. apparently a different uh, Cray. No, it's this one uh, with. Uh, is it a different telling? It must be. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a different movie, but based on the same thing. Tom but, Hardy uh, plays his brother and. Well, both brothers. Both brothers, yeah. the Cray brothers. Yeah, I think it's okay. very <clears> – <throat> I really like it. Is it good? <clears throat> I know that it's got – there's a lot of mixed reviews about it, but I thought it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Unless – wait a minute. That's not Taron Edgerton. You know, that's him playing both Crays. Yeah. Making sure He's I – playing double Cray. He does a great job. It's almost to the point where it's been long enough. I don't remember if for sure it was that way, but I just looked at it. Christopher Eccleston's mm-hmm. also really good in that, and his character's name is Nipper Reed. <laughs> Uh, I was told it was Nipper and the Bud. Yeah, oh, well. Nipper and the Bud. <laughs> Nipper and the Bud. I don't think that movie's bad. I think it's actually quite good. Uh, there we go. The Craze from 1990 is the one that stars Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet and Martin Kemp, his brother, as uh, his brother. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> they are so, supposed to be yeah. twins, I think. Uh, they are supposed to be twins, yeah. Yeah, one, so one twin uh, is a little different in his approach, and the other one is like a little more violent i think if i remember right we gotta you know what it'd be a good film sack movie even though i thought it was good it'd be a good one yeah yeah it'd be a good one i'd be all right real quick here brian you posted a picture of uh, lex Luthor's dad <laughs> that's right yeah that's uh well what's his face we're just talking john glover and unfortunately that's his wikipedia photo and not his imdb photo oh, which would have given him the imdb photo of the week because that is right. such a great sure, yeah he's yeah Looks like he's uh, Doc Brown here. He just woke up to find somebody wearing a ski mask in his bedroom. Uh, or maybe a sexy lady wearing a ski mask in his bedroom based on that smile. Yeah, he's yeah. really into it. That's Lucy funny. Lou's in there. Yeah, it's great. Lucy it's Lou's great. in there with a with a cropping. I down. really I <laughs> I love the I 
I'm trying to figure out how much credit to give this movie. I really feel like I need to find the entire history of payback because there's so much stuff going on here between mm-hmm. director's cuts and yeah. source material and everything that was going on. And if excuse me if I sound ignorant or giving this movie too much credit, but I love the way Porter, the character, um, plays all sides to uh, to to leverage his power. That is his power, right? Mm-hmm. Playing sides against each other. Uh, his, through his 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 knowledge of the inner workings of everything and just experience, he right? is just, right on the borderline of superpower. Yes, Porter in, mm-hmm. Porter in this movie that we saw and uh, we saw the original that was I think the you know the choice. Uh, like nowadays, if you're loading it up onto a streaming service, you're choosing the original. Uh, you know, like there, Porter is relentless. He's yeah. he's got a, a a kind of power that just it's borderlines because like when he walks into William Devane's office and punches two guys and they both go completely down, mm. <laughs> that yeah. is yeah. so unrealistic. It's so ridiculous, but yeah. that it's almost like, Whoa, this guy is Superman. No, yeah. this movie is giving you a perspective <laughs> on a person, <laughs> you know, and that person mm-hmm. is just really, really relentless. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's his story, obviously, since he is the omniscient, uh, yeah, he's your he's so. your antagonist and protagonist. At, at, well, he's your he's your protagonist most of the time, but he's a bad guy. He's right. not he's not a mm-hmm. good man. He's a kind of a terrible but, person. But he's a bad guy amongst worse guys. Yeah, there you and go. That's why you and, why you've got a root. And they him. leverage right. it with the thing that they hit us over the head with throughout, which is uh, they they keep us on his side by letting us know he's not greedy. He just wants what's his, even though what he what is his is what actually he stole. But you kind of forget right. that and keep going. Yeah, he deserves that so, because that's yeah. all he's asking for. Yeah, it it does seem kind of. I mean, obviously, the amount is such a funny. You know, it's a running joke. Keep, it's, it's a running joke, and and you think at some point it's like, all right, these guys keep wanting to give me one hundred thirty thousand dollars, or keep wanting it to be. I'll just go with that. Let's just make it one hundred thirty thousand dollars, just to. Just so right, but he doesn't. He sticks. Them. He sticks with his. It's his, the prin- It's the principle of the thing, but but mm-hmm. taken to extremes. His right? ethics. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. ethics, and that gets us on his side. It's like okay, mm-hmm. but he's not asking for anything more than he, he that he's owed. Right. That he's okay. that he's owed. Yeah. No. Even yeah, though, like even that. though they wave hands, so we got a we got a a, a dead junkie in the bed, which is kind of like a chicken in the bucket because we never. I mean, come on. Somebody's going to find that dead body, his ring attached to that uh, hypodermic needle that he plugs into mm-hmm. the to the wall. Mm-hmm. No, 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 nothing on that, well, huh? And they do. Gonna, no, they right, do. Because that is kind of a chick in the bucket, right? Because Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what they, did they do? Remind me, Randy, I don't remember. The cops, the cops mention her later. But, oh, right, right. But they never do, follow does. through. So are you saying they're protecting him is what's kind of happening? Well, they're well, once the cops realize that they can, they can shake him down, too. Yes, they are absolutely right. protecting him. Gotcha. But um, Deborah K. Unger's character is really interesting to me because she's the conduit by which we find out that Porter actually is a complex character. Mm-hmm. Like he's right. not just a hitman on the streets. Uh, and, and you realize that like because when he first goes back to where they live. Uh, he ta- he savages her like he she's on just on inside the door that he kicks mm, open mm-hmm. yeah and right. it's like whoa my god I just saw a woman get hit but then <laughs> you can see a lot more of that yeah but yeah. then immediately <laughs> immediately he is forgiving her for yeah. trying to kill him yeah. wow yeah. what yeah. what's going on in his head right because yeah. he's got 
Yeah, he's got ethics, right? His guess is what it's supposed to be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and he, he even, says, he even says he's still kind of in love with her, even though she yeah. tried to kill him. Because yeah. because Val is a real, the, the Greg Henry character is a true kind of mirror of who he is, because also Val Resnick is a superhero kind of super villain. He's able to be in the right place, right time, super street smart, um, except he has no ethics, right? So he's kind of, that's he's, kind of like, he's a total and sadist. He's so funny. You know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's oh my gosh. Well, the, when we first meet him, he's trying to crack oh. jokes in the car and Mel Gibson puts on a mouth guard because they're going to yeah, ram yeah. another car. <laughs> and and Greg Henry just, he covers his mouth with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even like before, before, well, when he went to talk to Devane, Devane said, you have a, I can't remember how he put it, but basically was saying your your erratic behavior is useful to us at times. Right. And then right, other right. times it's a real liability. So we have to decide if we're going to replace you or whatever. But I think that was the idea is like he, he brings the chaos. Mel Gibson brings mm-hmm. the precision and the right. commitment and the, you know, the follow through or whatever. And it's a fun, like I kind of want a prequel where these two are just rolling around mm. doing dark shit. And I haven't seen, I haven't read the, the book that the source material is based on. I haven't watched the, the the old movie. I've seen parts of it on Saturday TV and stuff, but I've never watched. Uh, I haven't looked through all the material. And so I, 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 I'm kind of hesitant to give all the credit to this, but I will tell you this. I will give credit to Mel Gibson for just being that, that guy is just perfect. He plays. Oh, no, he's a perfect role for him. Perfectly. Yeah. Like take yeah. out, we, you know, obviously we haven't brought up all his personal shit, but his, his ability to play this kind of character, I don't, I don't think is under any kind of question. I've seen him do it other times though. Like he yeah. did a similar character in that, uh, oh geez, drag, dragged from prison or something. Drag me from prison. Right. What's that? Drag me from drag me. It's like, <laughs> no, it's called, Not it's, ransom, it's, it's more recent. It's all oh, that ransom. Yeah. yeah. That was also good. Ransom yeah, was, was good. Sometimes you get like ransom in this movie. Sometimes you get ransom. Somebody mentions it. Sometimes you get ransom and payback confused. I'm like, well, you know, which do I get confused with? Which one What's I get that? confused with? This is get Carter. Get Carter. <laughs> yes. I thought the this, same thing. The Stallone too. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Cause, uh, yeah. They said Carter a bunch oh, here of it is. Dragged it's, like it's dragged across the concrete. He plays this character named Brett, and he's. Oh. This is 2015. It's him rolling around with Vince Vaughn. They're 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 oh. uh, partners. It's dark. It's a pretty dark movie, but his his role is just like it's almost like this. He maybe he changed his name and moved states and became this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's very. It's very paybacky the way he yeah. is in there. But yeah. I. But he's great at it, and I. I kind of wish we had more of this sort of stuff from him that we could go back to. Um, right, you we've, know we've watched a lot of uh, Mel Gibson movies here on FilmSec. The what? the one that really stands out for me, for in my experience that we haven't watched, is Signs, and oh, yeah. it's it's um it's complicated. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's reasons we should sack Signs and reasons we haven't. I I love turning on Signs and just letting it play. I'm, I'm not saying it's a good movie or a bad movie. Like I'm just signs. saying that it's got this atmosphere that just kind of drags along that just is comforting. I love that. Well, movie. we ever seen it the one time. So I'd be, I'd definitely be willing to oh, see it. Oh, we should totally see it again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is the first time I remember ever seeing him was in that. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's another divisive Shyamalan deal too. Yeah. Like there are people yeah. who love it and people who hate it. So got Kieran Culkin in it. He's in the news now. Let's see him. He is a little, he's a little <laughs> he's kid. He turns out, turns out he is, uh, aside from what, what, uh, his character does to a window in a high rise. Uh, he is <laughs> the character he plays on succession. Basically. He's a very good actor and yeah. he, yeah. he's 
my memory was he was a good child actor in Signs, but Signs is yeah, Signs is a controversial one. Signs always felt like Spielberg made it with yeah, a little yeah. bit of Shyamalan at the end. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's why it feels a little that comforting aspect you just mentioned in a way. It's not not yeah. inaccurate. I feel the same. It's yeah. weird. That's a weird movie for me. We should put it on the list. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. If I if I had to pick a Mel Gibson movie where the character sort of precedes this one, where where we look back and go, okay, I see where we go from uh, to right. get order. I would have to say it's Maverick. Mm. And Maverick's a good uh, call. Yeah, can you believe that we sacked that 12 years ago? Oh wow. my gosh, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Really? Jeez. Yeah. Because this is a far cry from stuff like Mad Max and uh, even uh, like Lethal Weapon. This feel, you know, because this yeah. movie feels like he's accepted, uh, accepted what's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, yeah, um, yeah, char- previous characters felt more like they were, you know, floundering and just trying to survive. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it was about well, see, this is after uh, Braveheart, so he's just doing acting yeah. here, but. I mean, his dire- his directing kind of took over for a while. That was all. You good, it, it was a good way of of him staying out of the lamp or out of the in front of the camera and kind mm. of, but still being relevant in Hollywood. Well, uh, like uh, there was a period Hacksaw there. Ridge is fantastic. Oh, it's such a great movie, and it and it's one yeah. of the and that's a recent film, twenty seventeen or whatever it was, mm-hmm. eighteen. Yeah. And they when that thing came out, um, the, you know there was a lot of people were mad at Mel Gibson then, but. But his, his directing work is so good, everyone is able to look past it for directing. Yeah, yeah. Like he makes some of these uh, makes some of the most amazing. Was really. Good. I love that movie. Yeah, there's not even yeah. any English or subtitles. No, in it. exactly. It is. It tells the whole story without any any dialogue. language, yeah. any dialogue. He's incredibly you. talented at this stuff. He's just just has some when, opinions that suck. When we were when yeah. we were running through all this stuff and you can read on air like me or whatever. Uh conspiracy theory from 97. <laughs> oh. Did you guys? Huh? No. We, did you guys see that one? Never saw, I saw it. it. Yeah, it's the one with uh Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, it's got Patrick Stewart, Julia Roberts. Is it yes. good? Yes. I I don't know. I can't remember anything about I, it. Oh, it's funny you say that. I can't either. I we watched it. Dude, I definitely watched it. And I, I think there's some conspiracy theories it, in it. It's all I really like, can tell you. It's like the men in black came and just completely wiped my memory of that. Well, here's the, the here's, here's the summary on IMDb. A taxi driver with a penchant for conspiracy theories becomes a target after one of these theories turns out to be true. Unfortunately, to save himself, he has to figure out which theory it is. Oh, yeah. see, this is so ripped from the headlines of today. We're just steeped in conspiracy theories. It really, yeah. Patrick yeah. Stewart's in that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there was a time, by the way, you might recall, when Mel Gibson loved to talk about conspiracy theories uh, when he was yes. being interviewed. Someone yes. convinced him we, to stop. Mm. And that's, all, that was a really all, good move. There was a while when yeah. I thought it was all fun. I think a lot of us thought, oh, conspiracy theories, they're fun. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, sure. yeah, well, our generation didn't experience JFK, but we got to experience all the conspiracy about it. It's like, oh, we need our own conspiracies. And then you come. Then you get down to you're like, oh shit, this is bad. People are actually not just having fun with these ideas and going, what they're if? Really, they're going, they're yeah. living their yeah, lives. It's not a like, what if anymore. It's no. why isn't the media uh, telling the why truth? Why are we reporting it? on this? Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. By the way, I just found out that uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson not only has a brother named Donal, but he's, Donal? he's in everything he his brother does. He's in Maverick, Braveheart, Temple. Casualties of War, Conspiracy oh, Theory. Really? Uh, a bunch of other when stuff you too. Gibson, when you need a disposable Gibson, does they use they use him? Is that they use him for? Oh, that's interesting because so Pocahontas one had Gibson. In I was it, right? about to say, did Pocahontas one have him? 
didn't it? I no, think- Mel Gibson was in it, but Donald yeah. Gibson looks like maybe he was the voice. Well, that's what I'm saying. So what they did? So what they did? I did not realize there was a Pocahontas too. Yes, there was. And that's what I. That's what I'm saying. The same thing. They do the same thing with Chris Farley and his brother, or. Yeah, and Tom right. Hanks's Tom Hanks's brother does all non-film versions of Woody. Uh, that, what? Yeah, that that blew my mind. All the video games, all the uh, secondary animation stuff, all the Woodies you hear that are not in the four films are are yeah. his brother. According to his him, brother isn't his son? Not his son? No, it's his, his brother. brother. It's his brother. His brother. Okay. Forgot his brother's name, but he he t- he said this on the Graham Norton show, and I was blown away. I'm like, no, let me go look. And I went and looked up some of this, like some of the stuff on Disney Plus, and you hear it, and you. <laughs> You 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 think it's Tom Hanks, but now that you know, you'll hear a little tweak yeah. to it. You're like, oh wait, that's not really him. You know what I'm confusing? Because Colin Hanks is is who they modeled Woody after. <laughs> oh, right. he does look like him, doesn't he? A whole totally lot does. Um, anyway, so I just never knew. I didn't know Mel Gibson had a working actor. I didn't brother. either. Yeah, and he's got he's got two first names for a first name. Don Al. I like yeah, it. Don oh. Al Gibson. Yeah. Don uh, Al. I assume it's like the Donald or. Donald, Donald I think Donald, like it's uh, like who's the Gleason? Like Donald, the D. But, just drop yeah, the D. But I'm not 100 yeah. sure. But who's the Gleason know. kid? He's he's Donald, right? Dom Donald Domnall Domnall. Well, I think it's pronounced Donald, but it's but it's okay. spelled. It's definitely pronounced Donald, but it's spelled Domnall Domnall. I've got to watch this Pocahontas too because this was five minutes before we uh, stopped. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we haven't stopped, but yeah, we had more care with Native American. Uh, this is horrible. I'm watching this trailer right now for this Pocahontas too, and it, it was direct to video, so they laughable. didn't care so much with that stuff. I thought the f- movie was fine. It was all right. It's fine. I like the music. Yeah. I, I want to point out that uh, the best known Donal is Donal Logue, who made the movie oh, yeah. The Tao of Steve oh, a long time ago. And I refuse to rewatch that movie. Wow. It is in that time frame when I liked a bunch of movies that I later realized were crap. And <laughs> I'm terrified of watching The Tao of Steve and finding out that it's garbage. I I would like to just leave my pristine memories. I don't have any. I don't think I've seen that Tower of Steve 2000. I've seen Tower of Pooh. Oh, Donald Logue is the guy from um, ER. Well, I know from ER, but. uh, Oh, is he on ER? I I thought he was on ER. I know him from. Oh, uh, no, you guys think I'm thinking of the other guy. Uh, Looks a lot like this guy. The big guy. The big guy behind the counter. The one that was in uh, the Ferris Bueller ripoff show. Um, Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes, Parker Lewis. Parker can't Lewis lose, can't lose. Or, yeah, yes, that was right. It. That's what that's there was exactly actually, what I'm of. There yeah. was actually a Ferris Bueller TV show as well. I didn't know that. Oh, I did, and it was bad. Yeah, don't go was near it. Was the first uh, Jennifer Aniston thing? If I'm, yeah, is that right? I think TV thing. Yeah, I think you're right. It's garbage. The TV thing was yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Was, uh, le- it was Gen- yeah, Leprechaun Two is our first. Basically, summer, right? oh yeah, yeah. But basically, uh, Jennifer Grey, the Jennifer Grey character from the movie, is Jennifer Aniston in the tv show and then they played sisters or something in uh, friends yeah. wasn't she oh no she's the one that that uh the guy she left at the altar ended up marrying oh right the doctor barry and the that guy yeah. barry the good job barry yeah. <laughs> i don't remember that at all uh, uh well, you know who else was in er uh maria bello who's in uh the movie uh payback oh look at her they're bringing us back dude <laughs> yeah er back. was a cavalcade of, of people oh yeah sure lots was. of good people on there yeah 
Yeah. But uh, and, uh, and, and Maria yeah. Bello is so unsung in this movie. She's just perfect. She plays oh, it oh so correctly. Just per, it's per like how how I don't understand how anybody would want to edit this movie again. Like what, she she has exactly enough screen time, exactly yes. the right attitude. Like she doesn't and initially she doesn't really love. She doesn't really hate. <laughs> You're just kind of like wondering how's this going to go. Mm. And then she names the, she names the she's dog. She's the one Porter. thing that doesn't get uh, edited around for the director's cut. I think she no, yeah. everything she still they just drives them off at the end as opposed to uh, picking them up from the apartment explosion. Yeah, <laughs> she's great though. She's the best actor yeah. to come out of Coyote Ugly. Remember that movie? Oh, <laughs> she is. Yeah. Best best thing. I mean, she's what? fantastic in the cooler. What? By the way. Yeah, you're naming movies after Payback, so she can't have come oh, out. Oh, is that of- is that true? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I got my timeline wrong, man. Never mind. She's the best actor to go into timeline. Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Uh, two 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 actors walk into a coyote because <laughs> it's a bar. Get is it? Is it really? I thought that movie was like early nineties. I've got that all wrong in my head. That movie. Hmm. The bar probably opened up in uh, the early 90s, the movie came out. I know, it was a 2000s thing. I just had no idea. Uh, All right, there's that. Hey, any other notes before we, uh, you know? Oh, I'll I'll tell you what I thought was gross real quick. Try to guess uh, what was gross. Gross. And it was not, it was a very, well, I'll say this. Randy brought it up, but not in the context of it being gross. Hmm. I. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to witness the sounds of Mel Gibson's yeah. toes being smashed and not be gross. Right. It was pretty no. gross. So it was pretty, pretty gross. gross, but that didn't gross me out the most. The thing that grossed me out the most was he spit that mouthpiece out in the street, and that's gross. Oh yeah. Oh, nasty. Strong <laughs> kid, Mike. I mean, what that. would you prefer he do with it? Like, I think putting it in his pocket would be more gross. Well, right? it was the right thing to do is to chuck it, but. The yeah. way they filmed it, it hit the ground and like little spittle particles yeah. went everywhere, and that's gross. I don't like that. <laughs> if I was easily grossed out, I would be grossed out by uh, what's her name, Deborah K. Unger, taking a syringe out of a shoe oh, <laughs> and, and putting it in her arm. Maxwell Smart James Bond heroin device. I wrote that Maxwell Smart's heroin. Yeah. <laughs> All, and also, anytime a place. movie, uh, it's a trope, movies and TVs do this all the time, where somebody has OD'd, they're laying there with the needle hanging out of their arm like Still that. Still stuck in their arm. It's yeah. awful. Freaking awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, like uh, only yeah. other note I had is how funny it is that they're playing uh, Frank Sinatra's Ain't That a Kick in the Head. Or yeah, no, that uh, was so Dean good. Martin. Dean Martin. Uh, Dean Martin's, yeah. uh, right, Ain't That a Kick that in the Head good. while he's getting kicked in the head by <laughs> yeah. Lucy Liu. Yeah. That, that was good. That was very, yeah, very direct. Yeah. It's, yes. it's, it's stuff like that that makes me love the music in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The use I, of licensed stuff is great. No no problem. Well, it's, the I score just didn't like the score. so distractingly weird. Blah. It's like TV. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a. It's like, are we watching Hunter? Oh, it's like Hunter. Hey, Hunter's got patches I, on his elbows. It, Look out! They definitely used that in Lethal Weapon. I mean, it's fine, I suppose. Yeah, I it's okay. We'll let this one go. All right. I just wondered if this clip bugged Dibbit, and you'll understand why when I play it. <laughs> okay. All right. So here you go. Fame crew, and Chow, twice a week, Tuesday and Friday, always between eleven and twelve. Always the same roof. Chinese money laundering. Val Resnick eating a sandwich. How's that? How's that? Fake while, eating a sandwich. Oh, yeah. while you can so like. There's my notes. The first item in yeah. my notes. I just copied yeah, and pasted it into. Uh, <laughs> drove me crazy, but only because it was so obvious that he was just faking it, doing the whole like. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. 
<laughs> but his his uh, accent, I love his accent. Yeah, his his, his street like, accent thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's also kind of like he kind of sounds a little bit like a cowboy. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's great. I, I I'm with you 100 on that actor. He's great. <laughs> um, all right, here is him being funny again. Someone ought to give me a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people give those just give those out. I think you have to earn those, but uh, good no. luck on that. Um, what's this? Oh, some good beating noises. <laughs> yeah, Val Resnick getting the shit kicked <laughs> uh, Was that Resnick and Lucy Lou? I, I think so. It was definitely Resnick oh. getting beat up, but I can't remember who beat him up. But. Have you ever seen someone having more fun with a role than Lucy Liu in this movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, she was having a ball. It's just the, the joy of it. It just exudes all throughout the room. We should look around and see if we can find out if Tarantino hired her for Kill Bill, which was three years, four years later from this role. Because that, mm. not that that role's anything like this, but she's a badass, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. I like that part of her career. It's, yeah. when, it's when they start putting her in like. Um, well, the Charlie's Angels movies are all right, I guess. I don't They're know. all right. I mean, they are what they are. They're. Yeah. Yeah. Should we watch those? <laughs> Should the we cars do one? are cool. We didn't do one of those, did we? No. I, the no. Two, didn't we? Did we do two? We didn't. We talked about doing Oh, we did know. with uh, Crispin Glover. We did. Okay. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. You know what? I used it for a Frog Pants All Stars trivia thing. Yeah, I don't think I've I don't seen think it. We, I don't think we did one here. I don't think I've seen two at all. And the first one's Bill Murray, then they got rid of him or something? Or did they come back? I think that's right. I can't remember now. I don't think I ever saw anything past the first one, except for when I pulled a clip out for two, <laughs> from two for the thing. Uh, all right, here I, I just wrote this guy. I think this is... I think We haven't even talked about David Paymer. What's wrong with us? Oh, yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stegman. Uh, yeah, he's great. Here he is. Just forget about it, all right? And, and don't touch my money. Yeah, don't touch my mouth. <laughs> he does a great job playing this character that when he's confident, he is just so cocky and arrogant. And then as soon as things don't go his way, he's like pleading and begging for, for to be spared or, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm, I, I try to, I feel like I've seen him a billion times, but if you ask me what other things I know him from, mm-hmm. it's hard for me. Yeah. Payback's yeah. all I Plus, think of. He, you know? His brother is in a lot of things too. Uh, oh. Another and they have a very similar look. Uh, let's see. His brother is... Yeah, so here's, here's like some of his known for uh, quiz show, Get Shorty, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Oh, City Slickers is probably what you know him best from. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Man, um, I should have thought of that one. Yeah. Was, American was President, recently, Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm. He was recently in several episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have oh, you seen that? All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw right. the first season. I really liked it. I don't know why I didn't keep going. I think they just, there are gaps and I just lost track. He's yeah. absolutely the trope of the butt monkey in this movie. And mm-hmm. that's all, I'm all for it. Anytime you can make a butt monkey, oh, yeah. I, I want that. And he, he is perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's so well cast yeah. as a butt monkey. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, all right. Let's play this clip. Uh, where is it? Here it is. This is, oh, <laughs> this is uh, the kid at the door. This is heroin. This is heroin. Oh, no, it's the cops. This is heroin. This is heroin. That's Bill. That's Bill. Uh, yeah, that's just, Predator Bill. Can't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, and Steve Pamer. Steve Pamer is his brother, by the way. Uh, David Pamer's brother. And the two look identical. So you'd have a hard time remembering which who is who. Oh, that's great. They should do each other's roles 
in different things. <laughs> they might. We might not. Yeah. We might not ever know. Yeah, yeah. they do the the payback two direct video, <laughs> the, the, the animated, right? Just <laughs> yeah. doing the voice. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. All right, Lucy Lou says things on your knees, bitch. I want satisfaction. All right. She kind of went around. She was all over the place with this weird accent she was trying to affect, and I wasn't quite sure about it. Um, I did love her just showing up occasionally and just you know just can, slamming him. Can, can we talk about the trope of her? Yeah, because what is that? So much. James Bond does so, this a lot, where there's like a person who's just sort of there for chunks. Yeah, what is so that? The, the trope I'm talking about is called combat sadomasochist. And (laughs) the combat sadomasochist is this rare character who gets off to being hit. Yeah. Right. And uh, so like the Joker always giggles whenever he gets hit. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Right. He's like you you punch him. The more you punch him, the happier he is. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And she she's Pearl is like the you know, this she's the source for this for this trope. It's perfect. (laughs) Oh, it just hit me. Is the Pearl name like Pearl of the Orient? Is that the plan there yeah probably oh, there's okay. a bunch of, about that there's yeah. a bunch of stuff in here and if we if we go down that road i'm sorry this movie is really uh <laughs> it's a little this movie is not is not has not caught up with the times yeah i'm sorry i agree with that well yeah oh there's a couple that. of things yeah when they when he's talking oh yeah there's a couple of things there's a few oh, things no. yeah it's a very 99 but, uh, but uh uh xenia on a top from golden eye is is another one <laughs> there where, you go that's who i'm thinking where of. Yep. you gotta you gotta kick them in the crotch to make them happy yeah? Yeah. yes right, right. Gets off of, yeah right oh, what a great character that was mm-hmm. is that gold yeah it was golden eye you said it was uh <laughs> here is uh me oh her doing a line from uh, full metal jacket me love you long time <laughs> Me love you. <laughs> I like. I like that. That was. Kind of, I like that. I actually like that. You like that, that did you? Good. Yeah, I like that. They 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 kind of took it back. <laughs> did you get off on that? Yeah, you no, like I didn't that? get off on it. But I do like that they took it back. It's like, oh, okay, so this is how Asians were portrayed in, yeah. uh, you know, movies. Forever. Oh yeah, she did kind of take it back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like that too. Now that you said it that way, I thought you meant you watched it six times and really enjoyed yourself. If you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, just do it again. Do it again. What's <laughs> oh yeah, this yeah. stuff. Ooh, gross. Rewind it. Uh, here's, uh, let's see, what, which way does the saying go? He breaks into my apartment. There's an old expression that has served me well. Do not shit where you eat or live. (laughs) Do not shit where you live. Yeah, I like that better. (laughs) I love that line. Do not eat shit where you, wait, do not live where you eat. Wait. It's just good having William Devane do it, a guy you've seen on like Love Boat and other weird stuff like that. Yeah. His career is so interesting. Um, he's in his eighties now, that guy. Rocking it. Uh here's Lex Luthor's dad talking. Frankly, I don't understand it for hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Oh seventy thousand. His share. That's even worse. (laughs) Yeah. It is. I agree. Yeah. Sure, principal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, you're, if they're going to give you money, you take all the money. Well, that's what's great about that scene is it helps establish why that's true, right? right. Like it, it could just yeah. be, well, why is he being so weird about seventy grand and then never get a real answer? But mm-hmm. we get this moment where you're like, yeah, these guys are right. Why is but he doing that? But <laughs> well, he, yeah, but he's not, and he's not going to like say, oh, only seventy. Oh, well, here you go. Okay, if it was one hundred thirty, we'd kill you. But right. you only want seventy. Here's a check. Is a check okay, Venmo? <laughs> yeah, Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety nine Venmo, let's do it. Right. right. Um, what accent is this from Lucy Lou? I ask. Here you go. And they want retribution. Hello. 
What? I know and, she she got a little Wanda Maximoff in her uh, right there. Yeah, was, like almost mid Atlantic. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. It annoyed me. Uh, here's a very David Paymer moment. It's a ride along quarter. You see, your piece of the pie just got a little smaller. But don't worry, I'll leave you some crust. <laughs> That's so lame. I love this Dickman. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it really great. makes me yeah. hate him. It's like, yeah. oh, God, I already hate it. You know, such you such a turd. Uh, I don't know what this is. So I'll just play it. I have a problem. There's a man in my office with a gun. That is a problem. <laughs> with a gun. With a gun. With a gun. Uh, my teeth are so big and white. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> they, and they, oh, I, I don't know. I always wonder. I always kind of like... And not comfortable with when the actors are, are given a line that makes fun of someone's physical appearance as an actor. I mean, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't, I, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. is that too, too real? Too much. We've uh, seen that. Yeah. I know what you mean. We've seen that hurt real actors where they, they poke fun at actors in mm-hmm. TVs or movies and find out later on, it's like, it really affected them a lot. So. I feel like, you know, in a movie like this though, well, all right. of the things that, uh, whoever says about William Devane, I feel like Devane was in on it. Like he was, Oh, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he probably laughed and went, yeah, yeah, funny, funny, but I don't know. You think he went home yeah. and cried it out a little bit. You're thinking? I don't think he did. I think he did dealt no. with that for a very long time. Mm. I think, you know, he probably already dealt with that, mm. but, uh, it's, it's, but yeah, still, I'm just saying there's so yeah, many things you, think- there's so many things you can point out as a, as a character to make fun of that making actual real physical jokes about someone's real physical appearance I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he I, he's not what I would define as bucktooth. He has big he has big teeth, big white <laughs> teeth, but there's not you know, they're not um I just feel like you spent your entire life from the time you were a little kid people pointing out one thing about you. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be reminded about it okay. constantly. This is I, I, I say, you're that big just as much guy. taking it back as the Lucy Lou line earlier. I think you know that right. you get you play into it and you like you know I'm taking the control of this. Yeah, use that line yeah. And, yeah. and I own it now. Yeah, I think there's something yeah, to yeah, that. But also think of this, Dunaway. I would like you to imagine, if you will, a cats-like yes. production, but with. The story is about a, a bunch of chipmunks, and you need an old chipmunk who's in charge of the tree and is wise and knows everything. <laughs> You're going to hire William Devane. He's perfect for it. Well, yeah, yeah. If William Devane comes in and goes, I heard you guys need somebody with some big teeth. Yeah. You know, then I'm like, yeah, he's owning it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Do we do we think that George Hamilton, there were no films where somebody made fun of George Hamilton right. is tan now, with now George, George Hamilton, Hamilton in the film? George Hamilton decided that he wanted to be tan. I think that's a little bit different. Well, yeah, William Devane and his dentist decided on those veneers. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Are those real teeth? I'm just saying they look like veneers. I'm just saying we've we've they grown up like a little veneers. bit since then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make sure that we uh it, I, I managed to grow up watching Knots Landing as a kid. I I can't tell you how much I like William Devane. William Devane oh, yeah. is oh, so okay. like and he he's the reason I like Space Cowboys for Pete's sake. You yeah, know? I like Space Cowboys. We should still watch that. I know it got it's bumped once. I never, yeah. Yeah. Wait for us. I'm not watching like it without you guys. Yeah. It's yeah. not the kind of thing you'd want to, I don't think, but it's very <laughs> it's I mean, I really like it for all bunch of reasons, but it's not yeah. it's not the kind of movie where I'm like, well, it's Saturday night. What do you want to do? <laughs> let's let's fire up Space Cowboys. Yeah. Uh all right, here's a money oh wait, I'll play it. My money, yes or no? No. Okay. That went bad for Devane after that. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I says. Oh no! He just shot me. <laughs> he shot him in the teeth. He put oh, his no. arm. He put his arm up funny. Did you notice that? He kind of. He went, did. Yeah, and he kept it up there for a long time, like, uh, like, like, <laughs> like he was uh, dabbing or yeah, something. That was really weird. <laughs> I, it was weird. I did kind of. I did kind of like it. I was like, oh, well, who decided to let that go? Because yeah, because like, you know what? It's just play dead. Yeah, it's like different. And yeah, different yeah. is good in this case. Different is good. It I is didn't like expect it. Squib gone wrong or something. <laughs> yeah. It blew up in his armpit or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, here's, I wrote, I miss this dude. This genuine alligator, for God's sake. What's the matter with you? Sorry, Mr. Fairfax. I like him a lot. Yeah. James Coburn. Yeah, give and, Coburn and can, credit. can we have a trip alert? Of course we can. Let's pull that right up here. Rear, here. <laughs> Because this is really the point where we realize that we're doing level up boss battles. Like we yeah. didn't, we yeah. didn't fully know. Oh, this is just level up boss battles until this moment where you're like, "Geez, this organization is just like one boss after another." Mm-hmm. They're just—he's just going to keep infiltrating. Like, how high is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that kind of. Isn't Bill? Uh, um, Mel Gibson's in a movie called Boss. Hold on. Where is this boss level? And <laughs> literally a movie in 2020 oh, yeah. that called Boss Level, which uh, I don't. Somebody's recommended that to us a bunch on TMS, and I've got it in my in my notes app uh, to watch, but I still haven't watched it. Oh, Frank Grillo, yeah, Naomi Watts. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. I like Grillo a lot. I watch him do whatever. He's cool. Yeah, Will Sasso's in that. I'll watch this. Michelle Yeoh. Streaming, yeah. streaming on Hulu. All right, I'm in. I will too. Are you telling me that there's level up boss battles in this thing? I don't know. Dr. Ken's in it. So. I think that's exactly what this is. I think this is the movie version of the trope you just talked about. Okay. Annabelle yeah. Wallace from uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Dr. yeah. Dr. Ken's in it. Probably yells gay at the top of the <laughs> yeah. I don't right, know. This looks good. I like how it's shot too. I like, oh, it's good. Is it science fiction? Hold on. Trapped in a time loop that consistently repeats the day after his murder, a former special agent or forces agent must unlock yeah. the mystery behind the ultimate. How demise. have I not seen this? Yeah, that's Brian, not, you and your timeline. No You're, wonder it was recommended to me. It's like that's what I was saying. I just saw yeah. they had Groundhog Day and this, and I was like, "What do those two have, any, have in common?" Oh, <gasps> I get we it. We should watch it for uh, Groundhog. Like Groundhog Day falls on oh, a Friday couch party. Day. Yeah, oh, that's nice. I do that. Hell yeah. Want to do this for couch party this coming Friday for Groundhog Day? What was, did we have another thing lined up? We didn't really. Because we watched, uh, oh, we've been watching Firefly, but we're only one episode in. Oh, yeah, that's true. We could totally sneak that in. It's fine with me. I'd do that. Um, Boss level it up. All right. Boss level it is. Uh, Let's move down to this clip here. Man, that's just mean. That's mean, man. Man, that's just me. That's, my favorite line. that's me, me, man. Yeah. Favorite line from the movie. Uh, this is a weird thing to say to somebody. What's the matter? Cat got your crotch. What? what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the sayings were wrong. <laughs> Why would he say that? I did that, not though? understand that. There was no cat in the scene. No. Uh, I don't know what the reference was was about. I don't get yeah. that at all. That's they a just, weird one. They just take a they take a cliche like "cat got your tongue" and change well, I, a word. I this understand is, this is how Brian Helgelin <laughs> Brian Helgelin makes jokes. I know how jokes work. Yeah, <laughs> that, one just, that one just seems doing? so far out of left field. Like, yeah, cat it's got your crotch. It's not as funny as "go boil an egg." Which right. I thought was a much funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good. You've only got two minutes. Great. Go boil an egg or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, this is also a weird one. I promise you won't have to find out what your left ball tastes like. Okay. 
Ooh. I don't wow. want to know either. And that didn't gross you out the I, most? No. <laughs> Had they gone through with it? Maybe. But. Yeah. I, I would assume it tastes uh, very similar to the right one. Mm, probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Well, it depends. Also, if you're wearing depends, I want nothing to do with your right testicle. Mm. Moving on. How about this? It's starting to look like roast beef. Oh, we played that earlier. And then finally, <laughs> this like roast beef. final clip. Oh, my God. What happened to you? I got hammered. Oh, get it. Uh, and the jokes won't stop coming. Do you get and it? There's, and there's so many lines you could have played. Like you could have played most of the movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in there. I I I will say that I had a very good time with this mm-hmm. rewatch. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. And uh, music aside, it's not enough to hurt it. It's still still very good. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to what's next, and that is this. Let's do the film sack checklist narrated. Check. David Paymer is a weenie. Check. Uh, who runs Paycheck Town? Mel Gibson runs Paycheck Town. <laughs> All right. I wrote Paycheck. I meant payback. Well, that's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was tired last night. Let's go on to the Star Trek connections. I have to assume Paymer or somebody oh, yeah. was a fer- Ferengi or some shit like that. What, what sure. Happened? We'll start with David Paymer, uh, our Arthur Stegman in this. We saw him in the second episode of Star Trek Picard. Uh, that was called Maps and Legends. He was a doctor. Hmm. Uh, how about Greg Henry? Um, Val Resnick in this movie. Greg Henry was in an episode of Enterprise. Hmm. And more importantly, he was in Star Trek Insurrection. He played Gallatin, uh, who was one of the stretch-faced folks alongside F. Murray Abraham. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, my peak for this movie is going to be John Glover. Uh, Phil, that's the younger guy who's William Devane's lieutenant. Hmm. Okay. John Glover in Star Trek Deep Space Nine was Varad. So oh. this is in season two of Deep Space Nine. It's an episode called Invasive Procedures. He's an unjoined trill who shows up and is trying to steal the symbiont out of Dax, <laughs> which would kill her. <laughs> I have a vague, yeah. vague, vague memory of that. I mean, this, this is the guy. Yeah. This is Lex Luthor's dad, right? This is the Glover yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's something about that that's ringing a bell. From that from that episode, interesting. So probably the little patches on his neck and stuff. He was like, because uh, uh, he wasn't just a worm, right? In that episode, he played. A oh no 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 yeah yeah he's a he's a trill yeah and he wants to he, he's he's unjoined he's never had a symbiont inside right, right. him. No, he's he's a forty thousand year old trill is what you're saying is that well that's what no. I always forget the trills are the worms though right right yeah the right, right. right. you're he's talking to the, the worms who's not the, the not the host. but right but who's who when Jadzia is just Jadzia before she's Dax what is her race called I don't remember trill no that's the worm <laughs> the trill was the worm the worms are the trill with the race is the trill oh you're talking about who the host race the host race yes saying. the host race I the, okay she's human I don't I, like no, no, they're, no they're, they're, they're humans play, played by humans well the human and the point is the point is, they, I'm striving for they, accuracy here. I'm just trying to get it a good answer. You know how them Trek people are. You better get on it. Jadzia race. I'm just curious because she got there all those go. cool leopard patterns on her neck and stuff. Okay, she is uh, Jadzia Jacks, a joined trill. That's interesting. All right. uh, she's symbiotic uh, with a symbiote named Dax. Jadzia is Dax's eighth host. Oh, the trill. The trill is the humanoid species. Okay, so Brian, yeah, Brandy's right. What's the what's the I'm worm? I'm trying then? to find that. Yeah, uh, I, guess just, I guess it's just a variation of regular human. Yeah, because it's this is goofy too because it says uh, Adira Tall, a human joined with a trill symbiont, appears in the third season of Discovery. So 
even though it's uh, it's, it's, it's almost, almost like I they call both sides trill. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like what they can do is they can be different hosts. Probably hum- humanoid is the is the recommended or something. So, but are you saying the the dots are because of the trill? No, no, oh no. My God, how no, did no, we no. get all the way over here? Here's why I'm saying that because there are stories in there about how Jadzia's race and the other girl. Um, and other people that come on the show, they have a tradition with the trill. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 right. it's a long, many hundreds, thousands of years tradition of we work together. So your worm right comes on. up my vagina and stays here. That's not how that works. Oh, okay. that's not even close. <laughs> I thought I was close. Is that not where it goes in? Where does it go in? I don't remember. Is it their ear? I'm assuming not well, since is... there are male and female hosts. So therefore, I'm the... assuming no. Somewhere near the neck, right? Or no? Base of the head? I don't know. I hope yeah. it's like the gaud where it comes to your belly button. I joined like the quadril. Trill. That's so weird. So when they don't have a worm in them, are they boring? Are they just like... Empty husks? Are they just like sitting around going? Eh. That's what they want. That's what they want. Yeah, want you to the whole believe. story of his episode is yeah. that he feels he feels oh. incomplete. He feels like mm. he's done Nobody all this work. Wants and, to infest me. And the, like the the trill committee had deemed him unworthy, and he really hates that, and he refuses to live a life. Why won't you get your trill in me? What did he end up Come dying? <laughs> they probably he probably died. Right? That makes a sense. That makes a sense. I sound that, like that, that makes a sense. That makes like, a sense. I'm a Mario. <laughs> Hello. All right. Uh, that was uh, the awesome. best. That was the best Star Trek off tangent we've ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Write this one down. I can't. Awesome. I can't wait for the <laughs> fan and or hate mail to roll. <laughs> That's in. right. We went right from Star Trek connections to Star Trek confusions. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I'm still yeah. confused because those that race should have a name and they don't. I can't they find. Should it. have two separate names as opposed to Trill and Trill Symbionts. Yeah. Yes. yes. Agreed. Exactly. Yes. Uh, otherwise, what are we even doing? It's like flammable and inflammable. Yeah. Come on, uh, Ronald D. Moore. You were working there for a while. Uh, all right. Let's move on to what's next. Uh, the start. Oh, we did that. The soundtrack. Great. I give it an M for a little melodramatic in places, but for the most part, it was fine. It was good. Social post. This is where you guys sum up things in 280 characters or less. And I think this week we'll change things up and start with Randy. Payback. I just want money that I lost. Why is that so damned hard? My friend and wife, they double-crossed me when I dropped my guard. I'm streetwise and I'm tough as shit. Just test me and you'll see. This girl I wish I'd never quit, she named her dog after me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good sign. That's not yeah, a bad yeah, poem. Yeah. That's good. I really like that dog one. She ever met. If you're a patron, you get a copy of that poem in the uh, post, by the way. As well yeah. as Brian's lyrics to his song today, so yeah, you have to scroll up through about eighteen IMDb photos to find it, though. In uh, Discord, Scott, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it comes time to do the post. Uh, check this out. We now move over to Brian Dunaway. Oh, payback! So you say you've got a few minutes. So I say, go boil an egg. Hashtag get smart. Shoe heroin killed my wife. No. <laughs> I think you could buy a pair of shoes that just had compartments in it. Like just you could probably just buy shoes, that. Yeah. Probably. Probably. I think you got to work. I think you got to work for that. I think you got to drill them out. Yeah, I think you got to let your out your shoes. Yeah, I think you let your addiction work that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think you're right. Uh, it's probably a spy store. Hey, let's let's end uh, the social post with Brian Ibbets. Sure. I'm I'm sorry I had two this uh, this time around, but uh, combined, there's still not even a hundred characters. <laughs> Payback. Noir. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Nicely done. Uh, and then finally, payback is a bitch. Yeah, yeah it is. Meh, meh, Boy, meh. you're going to love today's titles then because they were just handed to me. 
these are alternate titles. They almost went with David Pamer back because he got shot there a whole bunch of times. Yeah, he t- really took some. I uh, took a load of bullets back there. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, yeah. Or this was really close. Or the Passion of the Heist. It didn't happen. Though. Oh, because the thing redirected uh-huh. the thing. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, let's get to some film sack uh, emails. Filmsack at gmail.com. We got one here from Matt who wrote in says Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy, please sack. The Burbs. I found it on Netflix, and I can't believe my eyes that it's rare because it's rarely streaming. Amazon and iTunes don't even offer it. I probably thought about sacking The Burbs before, or you have as well, because it is a supremely sackable film. Don't miss your window of opportunity. It's now or never, all or nothing, do or die, get sacking or get packing. Wow. Oh, I like that. Get sacking or get packing. He says, in case you have any doubt, I'll leave you this quote. Quote, I've never seen that. I've never seen anybody drive their garage <laughs> down to the, down the street and then bang the hell out of it with a stick. I've never seen that, says Tom Hanks. I've never Ray. seen somebody. Yeah, it's garbage, I think, not garage. Oh, is it garbage? Oh, he wrote garage yeah. here. It's a typo. He probably did. To probably spell check, but it's garbage. It's all good. I've, uh, I've seen the movie one million and one times. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to see it one million and two. Yeah, you're, you're our yes. biggest, I think you're our biggest Burbs fan here, right? You're oh, absolutely. Su- yeah, super absolutely. into it. Well, we're doing it next cool. week. That's the good news. Um, we we took your Yo, email Rob's to heart. Failed. Yeah. So Matt, so Matt, you're getting your you're getting your wish next week. And uh, thank you. He says at the end of his email, thank you for the exceptional listening entertainment. Well, we agree. Oh. We think it is exceptional, and it's also oh. entertaining. Oh. And, it is, and you Very do nice have to listen to it. We make well. exceptions. We sure do. <laughs> uh, we got a text at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two that says, "Hello, sackers." Here's a correction. Hello. Says Liv Tyler is part of the MCU. She played Betty Ross in the Ed Norton Hulk film. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. Wow. People forget yep. that movie a lot, but uh, yeah, I actually kind of like that movie. That's right. I, I need to go back and watch that movie. I think I only watched it like one and a half times. I think we would be more, <laughs> we would okay. be more fond one of it. One and a half times. We would be more fond of that movie if he would have remained the guy or if they'd have made the movie with. The current guy, uh, what's his name? Mark uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. Did did we we never really got Betty Ross uh, in any future? Like you know, we yeah. get Pepper Potts the mentions character. in later things, mm-hmm. and we get uh, Jane Foster mentions and appearances in, in several things. Of course, in her own film, just about. But we never get Betty Ross. Like that's the one girlfriend, uh, <laughs> Avengers girlfriend that we never hear. Yeah, from again, and we get right? two yeah. versions yeah. of her dad, two different actors. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. Bring her back. Yeah. I like Liv Tyler. Get her in there. Her dad's got weird I've, lips. I, anyway. I saw that movie twice. Yeah. Uh, I saw the yeah. 2008. You watched the whole second okay, whole twice. Twice. I, I saw it. It went, came out, and I saw it again when we were all, everybody was doing, like, the watch every movie before Endgame. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. And I, I really genuinely believe twice is the right number of times to see that movie. The, mm, one and a half times. You, not need to go, uh, you <laughs> not need to go above twice, but below twice, one and a half times, not the right number. Now, not when enough. They, it's the, absolutely the right number. Uh, we are supposedly going to get more uh, Betty Ross in Captain America Brave New World. Oh, okay. Uh, is it her? Is she cast? Doesn't say, but okay. uh, February 14th, uh, so Valentine's Day 2025 is is when it's currently scheduled to is appear. It Jennifer yeah. Connelly. They have Liv Tyler listed in this movie. Oh, they do? Okay. okay. Right. Maybe she's already confirmed, but uh, Jennifer Connelly was the one in 03, the 03 one, right? Right, yeah. the Banna. The Banna one. Banna Hulk. Like is the that the is that. that the giant poodle Hulk? That's my favorite. The giant poodle Hulk. Wait, I watched that one two and a half times. I've seen that one three times. <laughs> there are things I like about that movie, but yeah, my main thing I like is um, 
Jennifer Connelly. No, I like I her. like <laughs> the Hulk. Tra- I like the Hulk transformation. They sold me on that trailer with Eric Bana and him pretty standing good. in front of the mirror yeah. and that shaking thing. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. Transformation. That was pretty good. Was yeah, good but I really liked. Yeah. Um, oh, Nick Nolte is what I was going to say. Uh, I just like Nick oh, Nolte. Yeah, so in good. Anything yeah. really? Yeah. He just keeps getting better. Yeah. I just don't know how he can get any better, but he just keeps getting better. The older he gets, he just keeps getting yeah. better. The mm-hmm. same. Or something. <laughs> uh, I keep here, staying the same age. Here is a uh, so thank you for that correction, uh, person who did not leave their name. But here's also another correction via uh, a call. We got a call. All right, this okay. is a correction that we need to hear. So here it is. Hey, good morning. This message is for Filmstack. Now I am currently listening to the Black Hat episode. My name is Chad from Ohio, by the way. You may correct this later in the show, but you've already said it twice, so I just had to go ahead and call it in just to get it off my mind. <laughs> James Mangold directed Ford versus Ferrari. Michael Mann just directed Ferrari. So I know you guys keep mentioning Michael Mann directed both of those, but actually uh, James Mangold, who also directed Logan and Identity uh, and the most recent Indiana Jones movie, he is the one responsible for Ford v. Ferrari, which, by the way, is actually better than Ferrari. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out right. there. Hope you all are having an awesome day. And um, yep, we'll see you. So That's I will good. take the bullet on this one because I think it was me that kept insisting on this. I really did think Michael Mann did both those movies. Yeah, and both. we didn't. We never corrected it during the show. So good, good correction. Yeah. Well, and his name yeah. is Man Gold, so it's yeah, kind of so confusing. Oh, oh, right. our fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, his guy, if his name was Michael Mann. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you, by the way, if you ask me, like, give me a director of the last fifteen years, I might choose James Mangold. I like, like him. Yeah, I like just him the last one. one like give you a director (laughs) specifically of the last 15 years this guy and and it's like it's because he directed logan (laughs) it's just like Mm -hmm. it's such a towering film for me in the last 15 years i love logan gosh dang it Mm -hmm. i just watched this black uh, and white uh, Mm -hmm. i was feeling sick yeah. I was like, ah, oh, I need something good after watching those shitty did you watch X-Men Logan movies. minus color? <laughs> Logan no, minus I not. color. I did not. But, but I did Mangled, watch. Yeah. Mangled <laughs> movies are, are ones that could be in black and white. That was a, a, yeah. a, a Oh, yeah. Logan earlier. could be cool like, in black and white. Imagine, imagine black cool. and white. Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. Shut up. You 4K. Mm-hmm. I have it on 4K. Yeah. yeah. The black and white Logan is fantastic. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. That exists? Yeah. I didn't know that. That yeah. exists, yeah. I would watch James it. Mangold's best movie, I think, is 310 to Yuma, and that could totally be black and white. I am going to give a full agreement. I'm team. Uh, oh, how do yeah, we do ours? Sure. John, how do we do it? How do mm-hmm. we do our team, mm-hmm. Randy? Deluxon. 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 It's a rare moment uh, when that happens, but here we are yeah. because that movie rocks, and I could watch it any time of the day, anywhere, and never forget that's where Bean Fork came from. All right. That's right. And That's don't right. forget uh, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Mangold. Still and, uh, seen I enjoyed it. Pretty did, good. Did we discuss yeah. it? I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm yeah, nervous and, about it. And <gasps> also, just to wrap up that topic, do not make Ford v. Ferrari black and white, or I won't know which cars are which. Yeah, for sure. I forgot he directed Walk the Line. That was great. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. He is a great actor. He does good stuff. Director. Let's yeah. just Director. give it to him, director. Do you guys remember the short-lived C- a TV series called Vegas, which had uh, Dennis Quaid and Michael Chiklis in it, and it was yeah. set in like the '60s, and Not it only got a season. With the Robert Urich, Vegas with a dollar Vegas. sign. Yes, correct. <laughs> this was so good. Only lasted a season because, of course, it did. It's on oh, CBS oh. and network TV. That's good. Yeah. Never lasts. But man. It was badass. It was like yeah. Justified meets like Goodfellas. What, and, oh, it's so right. Good. What year was that? 
2005. 2005. Oh, so no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That? 2012 to 13. So. Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. It could have had a chance on streaming. I don't know what happened here. This feels like half of Paramount Plus's lineup now. So it just missed its window. This sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss was in this. Oh, man. We don't have a date yet on his Star Wars deal, his prequel. The Mangold uh, uh, deal? Yeah, Dawn of the Jedi. Uh, oh, I don't know. Set 25,000 years before episode four. Ooh, they're doing Old Republic or something? Yeah. No, yeah. they're doing really old Republic. Yeah, really, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really old Republic. The discovery of the Force. Pre-Republic. So. Dude. Yeah. I'm in. That's that's the stuff I want to explore. I'm tired of the same old Trilogies. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm that. tired of hearing about this Skywalker. Oh, we're the Skywalker fans. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're making me want to watch 310 to Yuma. Well done. There you go. Uh, all right. There's that. Thank you for that call. And again, 801-471-0462 is a place you can do that. I'd like to welcome some folks to our Patreon. These are actually some regular folks have been here for a while. Brendan J. Oh, regular folks. Uh, Scott mentions Fury Road. Is this person's name? Yeah, Yeah. there you go. It's a sure way to get your name mentioned on the show. I think that's probably why they did it. Uh, Derek McClelland is the other one. Uh, Those are just three examples of wonderful people that support us on the show. And the reason they do it is is many faceted. And you can go read about it at patreon.com slash filmsack. But among them are things like no commercials or ads, pre-show content every single episode. You also get monthly specials. I believe I'm up this month, right? Uh, well, February, I, it's February. That's last, me. So I think. Oh, that's you. Yeah, okay. Randy, because I'm last, and then Randy's first. We're so pinned, pinned post. That's right. Pinned post. Yeah, we're about, we we about to go there. In, we're locked into because there's four of us. We do it every three months, so this will be my second straight year. Like every year, we're in the same exact months. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's so like yeah. I. I have to resist talking about the Oscars. <laughs> I have to resist. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I mean like you it, can, but it, it, yeah. it lands right in your, your thing. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect. You just don't want to be, you just don't want to repeat yourself every year. Right. That's what you're yeah, saying. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to do something real cool that I won't tell you about yet until my time comes. Right. Just pull well, that Johnson. Scott's going to do that something Johnson. that Scott always does, which yeah, is which is Paula Johnson. going to say that he's going to do mm-hmm. something and not tell you about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to wait around yeah. and find out what that is. You also get movie-related art in the mail, other great monthly benefits. Just sign up today and find out how awesome it is. Patreon.com slash Filmsack. Next week, we're watching The Burbs, as we mentioned earlier. Big thanks to, uh, was it Steve? No, his name was Matt. Thank you, Matt. I don't know why I thought Steve, but Matt's fine <laughs> for the uh, recommendation. We've been waiting for that one for so long. I feel like it almost snuck in ninja style and we just didn't know, you know? Yeah. So yeah. thank you for letting us know because I wouldn't have been thinking about it. So we're going to finally watch the burbs. I've seen it maybe twice. Dunaway's seen it more than any film in the history of the planet. Oh, yeah. I, yes. The, it's my most watched film and I've got to decide what format Hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. So the burbs for you is like payback I have it on Laserdisc too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you it have it on Laserdisc. Was, while you were quoting payback, I was quoting the burbs. That's right. Story. Do you have? Hold on. Do you have uh, VHS copy Laserdisc? of this? Do you have the- Laserdisc, VHS, uh, DVD, DVD? I don't think I ever got it on Blu-ray. It seems kind of sacrilegious. Wow, really weird. <laughs> That's how hardcore well, of a retro pl- uh, gamer and uh, viewer you yeah. are. I get it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that all falls out next week. And uh, I'm going to try to see if the guy who's going to read for us this week uh, can read this one. We'll have him do that. There we go. It's going to do it for this episode of the show. Again, filmsack.com is the place you can get everything else you're looking for. We'd love it if you did. And leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. That's just mean, man. Mean. We'll see you next time. 
Get more at frogpants.com. Man, that's just mean. That's mean, man. <laughs> <laughs>